Yes, good morning, good afternoon, brother. This is the private recording for you. And today we are talking about how to make sure that your partner doesn't feel like it's their fault. So if you're experiencing erection challenges, sexual performance anxiety, and either you are concerned that your partner may think it's to do with them, or your partner has expressed that and said, is it me? Am I not attractive to you? Or these kinds of thoughts. Is it? Is there something wrong with me? Then this will be an important recording for you today. Uh, I understand why you feel personally like you don't want your partner to think that it's their fault. And this may be a relationship that you've been in for a while, maybe somebody that you're currently seeing. But I understand because you know, this isn't to do with them. And then there's a feeling of not wanting to push what's going on with me onto somebody else. And so first, I just want to say that I really respect that part of you that is caring for the other person. Because when this kind of thing is going on, performance anxiety and erection problems, it can be so easy just to be pissed off with other people at the world to avoid any form of intimacy. And um, I believe that's not where you're at. I believe you are caring for the other person and their feelings. And I admire that in you. And I also see that you want to get this sorted. And on the journey to getting this sorted, you don't want your partner to feel like this is to do with them. So that's exactly what we'll be talking about today. I'm going to share three three or four things, three or four tips basically that you can use to be able to help make sure that your partner doesn't think this is their fault. So we'll go through that step by step. And along the way, I just want to share a couple of reflections that I've had with guys that I've spoken with by now. Um, you know, I've spoken with hundreds of men by now on this topic, probably getting close to the thousands. And um, I would have to be crazy if I didn't see this coming up quite a lot and particularly a couple of patterns. Um, so one being, sometimes I see guys saying, well, you know, I need to share this with them, but if they don't support me, then this is a reflection on who they are as a person. And we cross over this line for our, of caring about the other person into more of a defensive energy right and we've all been there with certain things so it's not this isn't bad or wrong but it's just a reflection on uh is that really what we're going for here is it a test you know i'm going to share this with my partner or the person i'm seeing and it's going to be a test to see if they're really there for me um i think that's coming from a different place and probably from a place of frustration of wanting to get this sorted uh, because deep down i i believe you know if you've had those thoughts you know it's not really about a test to see if your partner is going to support or not. Um, it's more about the fact that it just feels uncomfortable to have this conversation with them. It feels scary. And then we go into our fear mindset, which is wired into our DNA, right? So we get this for free. I say this a lot. We get this fear and scanning for what could go wrong, what could be bad. We get that for free. So it's normal for our minds to go into this defensive place but I think it's really important when considering to have these kinds of conversations with your partner 
to keep an open uh, and flexible mind as opposed to trying to see are they going to support me or are they going to walk away like it's normal for us to think that but also i'm just offering the chance to bring an upgrade to that and in, instead of that defensive play thinking more about what do i need to feel safe enough to have this conversation you know and whether that's a conversation in person or whether it's a conversation written down i was actually talking with a guy just yesterday about this and uh, he was in that space of i want to have the conversation in person because i feel like his words were that it feels like a bitch if he does it through text and so i said okay what about broadening the options what if it's a letter what if it this isn't about I must have the conversation in person because that's the right masculine thing to do. This is about what you need to do to feel safe. And the most important thing is having the discussion, but creating safety within yourself first to be able to talk about that. So that's the that's one of the first reflections that I wanted to share. And the second one I'll be coming on to in, in a bit more detail in a second, which is about when to have this type of conversation. Sometimes I can see it comes up in the heat of the moment, which is definitely not the time that we want to be having the discussion. So let's just jump straight in with the first tip. And this is about initiating a conversation. Okay, actually talking about this, but at a time when you're calm and ready to talk about this openly. Not in this heat of a, you've had a moment of intimacy, things didn't go how you thought, or you lost the erection, or couldn't get hard for sex, and talking it out then, that's not the right time. Because that's when our emotions are really triggered. When we're feeling frustrated, it's when our partner is unsure about what's going on and doesn't really understand it. So that's not the right time to be having this type of conversation. And when sitting down and having the conversation, it's okay not to have the answers. I really want to make this point an important one because as men, uh, some t a lot of the times, not sometimes, a lot of the times, we feel like we need to know the answers. We must be able to fix it. If I can't fix it, then I failed. Or uh, if I can't fix it, then I'm not a man. We have these types of thoughts that are um, kind of drilled into us from quite a young age and just masculinity, how society, a lot of societies view masculinity. And so what I want to say to you here is it's really important to know it's okay not to have all the answers and to share that vulnerability with your partner and saying something along the lines of, look, I just want to make it really clear this is not a reflection on my attractiveness to you or my desire for you. I feel really attracted to you and I really, really like you. And I know this is going on and it's something that I want to get sorted. I don't know the answers. I don't know all the answers yet and I'm not sure exactly how to get this sorted, but I just want you to know that I do really like you and I'm attracted to you. And sometimes just literally that level of honesty and vulnerability around accepting that I don't have all the answers right now because 
And how do we know if we don't have the answers? Well, it's when we haven't seen the results. Okay, so if you're still after months or years struggling with erection challenges, then it, it's fair to say it, you, we haven't got the answers because it's still going on. So that's how we know if we don't have the answers. And so just to summarize that first point, openness, having the conversation when you're not in a triggered state, i.e. when something, when you've gone to have sex and it hasn't worked out, it hasn't gone to plan. Okay, that's not the right time to have the conversation. Have the conversation at a time when you're both calm and ready to talk about it and be open and vulnerable. Say that I don't have the right answers, but I want to really make sure you know that I am attracted to you and I do really like you. And that is that offers just massive reassurance for your partner. So that's the first thing. The second tip now is around education. And I would say there's still part of me that is working through how to position this in the right way. Uh, but as I have had these conversations with guys, this does make sense to me. And this is this is basically about helping your partner to understand that Erection challenges and performance anxiety is a common issue faced by men. We just think it's uncommon because we don't openly talk about it in society, but this is faced by many men. And the fact that it is generally triggered by anxiety, stress or other psychological things, not by a lack of attraction. Okay, so I just want to repeat that helping our partner to understand that this is a common issue that's faced by many men and that erection challenges are often triggered by anxiety or by stress or other psychological factors that are going on not by a lack of desire or attraction this is a really important point because when i speak to guys the main concern around this topic is that my partner thinks that I'm not attracted to them. And sometimes the partner has even said that. Is it because you're not attracted to me? So clearly, this is where our default mind goes. Right? The partner thinks, oh God, I'm not attractive enough. And then as the man, we think, what if they think I'm not attracted to them? Okay, so this we can see here, this is where our mind will just go if we did nothing. But it's really important to, can you see how by what I shared a second ago that it's not actually to do with lack of attraction or lack of desire. Erection challenges are triggered by anxiety, stress or other things, psychological things that are going on, not lack of desire. So when, why is this important? Because when we help our partner to see that and when we understand that ourselves as well, it just shifts the understanding it shifts the thinking of, is this about me to, ah, okay, I can see that it's not about me and there's actually other things going on here that we need to work on. So I think it just, why this is important because it takes the intensity off of what if, what if I'm not good enough? Because that's ultimately what's going on here, isn't it? What if they're, what if I'm not attractive enough, then I'm not good enough. And what if they leave me? That's the default of where our mind will go to, which is natural for us to think that, but important for us to not let that be a thing that festers 
and how do we not let that be a thing that festers by bringing a new piece of information to the table and emphasizing this is a common thing that many men face and is often triggered by other things, not anything to do with attraction. Okay, so that's the second point. And then the third point is reassurance and affection. This is a really important one. Reassurance and affection is really what your partner is looking for. Okay, they want to know. We scan as human beings for two things, love and safety. We ask ourselves, most of the time, this is unconscious, but we're asking ourselves, am I loved? Am I safe? And this is exactly what your partner is looking for, particularly whilst this challenge is going on. They are asking in their mind, whether they're aware of it or not, am I loved by this person and am I safe? So your partner needs to have this feeling of reassurance and affection and that can come through words or it can come through non-sexual affection like cuddling, kissing, holding hands, understanding how they love to be held or how they love to be looked at or, or kissed, these types of things. Maintaining this close intimacy, this bond with your partner that isn't to do with sexual stuff, it's to do with just physical closeness, right? This is so critical because actually most of the time, this is what your partner is looking for. Sex is great, of course, but in terms of safety and love, Sex doesn't equal safety and love. Sex, yes, it builds intimacy. Yes, it brings connection. But it, I don't think it does equal safety and love. I think it's the day-to-day -day stuff, the reassurance, the words, the touch, holding, kissing, cuddling, these types of things create safety and create real love because the partner then sees that they're okay that there's nothing scary that's coming to get them that they're not going to have to face the world on their own all of a sudden because these are the things that are going through their mind so just to recap on that one reassurance through affection that's non-sexual affection kissing cuddling handhold handholding these types of things is really important because your partner is scanning for, am I loved, am I safe? And we can give this to them, absolutely, we can give this to them in a way that is non-sexual. And I probably even go as far as saying, this is obviously not what we're going for here, but I would go as far as saying that that feeling of connection, intimacy, love, and a bond between you both can be built to its strongest point, even if sex wasn't part of that picture now the picture that we're going for is the love the connection the bond and incredible sex that's what we're going for but what we're saying here is actually this reassurance and affection in the interim is so important to continue building the bond and that it's totally possible this does not have to be a all or nothing right this does not have to be i must be able to have sex with them to make them feel safe and loved and attractive. And if I'm not able to do that, then I failed. Because we're adding, when we think that, we're adding crazy amounts of pressure onto ourselves, And we're also making this whole thing dependent on sex. 
which is where we have the challenge, right? So it's not making things any easier for us and it's also not making things any easier for our partner because when we're in that, in that mindset, we're saying that sex equals love and safety and the truth is it doesn't. Okay, sex equals connection, yes, and building the bond and having fun and, and it's great, but it's not the thing that equals safety and love. That is built in a different way. And so I really encourage you to just digest that, to just take that information on seriously, because what I have definitely found from A, experiencing this myself and B, having conversations with so many guys now, is that it can be very easy to be in a uh, I don't know if victim stance is the right one, but basically thinking that I'm a failure because I can't give the sexual pleasure to my partner that they want. And therefore it means that they, I'm not able to show them that I love them. And it's not true, is it? It's not true. Like from what we've just gone through, it's about the the touch, the bond, the cuddling, the kissing, all of those things that we just mentioned, the words, this is what builds love and intimacy and trust and safety. This is what builds it. Not thinking if I can't have sex with them, then I'm a failure. That, that doesn't build it. Okay, so they are the three tips. So just in summary, first was about having an a conversation, an open conversation about this at the right point of time when we're calm. Second is about helping bring extra education, showing that this is a normal thing for guys to experience. Could show them a few YouTube videos or articles, whatever it may be. And that, or, or even this, if it helps to show them this recording. Um, and also making sure that they understand that erection challenges, performance anxiety is caused by Anxiety, stress, other triggers is not by a lack of attraction to just help ease that concern that they have. And then the third one that we just spoke about now was how critical it is to build affection in other ways, non-sexual ways, and that that is actually what builds love and safety. Okay, and the bonus one, if you are an overachiever, um, is taking action. I just have to be direct with that, right? It can be very easy to be in the space of, oh, I'm, I just, hopefully this will figure itself out. Uh, I'm just going to, I just need to make sure things are, are planned and give it some more time or I'm not in the right space right now. We can give ourselves endless, clever reasons that keep us in this state of comfortability, right? On one hand that we're, frustrated because we want to get this sorted but on the other hand it feels more comfortable not to really do anything about it okay watch a few youtube videos or whatever it may be but it, it feels uncomfortable to take action and to face this okay let's be let's be honest about it maybe i'll do a separate recording on this but it feels uncomfortable to have a conversation to take action and to start working on this and I just want to recognize that part of you that feels, if, if you can relate to that, I want to just stand with that side of you that says, feels like this is uncomfortable because yes, it is. 
and it's it's okay to feel that way right so that part is totally valid totally welcome to feel uncomfortable and i also know there is the other part of you that wants to get this sorted so as i say whether that is with me or whether it is with somebody else that short-term uncomfortability for a long-term resolution of having this fixed not having to depend on pills anymore not having to be in this state of frustration or avoidance the short-term uncomfortability is worth all of that if you're ready for the next step to take action then you'll see on the newsletter at the end of the newsletter there is an invite to a webinar that i've very recently started and this is called annihilate anxiety in 20 minutes we'll go through a tool together that is the most powerful tool that i have learned in the years that i've been doing this and having these conversations and it's a it's a game changer i can't put it any other way you're welcome along to that you'll see the details at the bottom of the page on the newsletter and i look forward to seeing you there take care brother